Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone, to Healing Wisdom Radio. I am Marie Georgiopoulos, the owner and creator of Heart Transformations, and I'm an intuitive counselor, a divine messenger, a healer, and a spiritual mentor. And, of course, I have an upcoming book that I'd like to share called From Wounded to Awakened. I'm in the writing process of that. I hope to share that with you sometime later this year or early next year. I do work primarily with individuals who are interested in spiritual awakening and in healing or in transcending any of their core lifetime issues that they're struggling with, and those are always the issues that seem to come up over and over again in our life. They're the ones that we have, you know, maybe it's an issue with trust um, at many different levels. Maybe it's an issue with love and opening up to intimacy. Whatever it is, is something for you to understand on a soul level, and sometimes the broader perspective can help that. So as a divine messenger and an intuitive counselor, it's my gift to be able to see what's happening in your lives from your soul's perspective and from the perspective of your angels and your spiritual guides so that you can make a decision or change your life from a higher place of understanding. Ultimately, of course, the goal is for you to unlock that fertile resource of your own soul's wisdom, which always comes from within, and to understand your own blind spots and your own habits that keep you from living a full, happy, abundant, you know, joyful life. So I am so happy and grateful to have you all here today listening to the show and back on the podcast Thank you so much for coming here live and for listening to me um, in the previous months as well, if you're coming back and listening another time. I would like to spend a short time just telling you a little bit about my story for those of you who are new to my radio show. It is an abbreviated version, but you can also go to my website at hearttransformations.com and find out a little bit more about me. Again, that's Heart Transformations. That's an S on the end, dot com. And there are two about pages there. One that is about actually why I formed Heart Transformations, and the other one is about me and my journey. So let's just uh, summarize it by saying that I chose to be born into a family that was highly dysfunctional. I have a history of chronic illnesses from my childhood that stemmed from emotional issues of that dysfunction, and that was emotional, mental, and sexual abuse that occurred in my family. Now, many of my family members were alcoholics and addicts. I, too, have my own um, you know, uh, part in that where I went into excessive alcohol. Uh, I didn't go into alcoholism, but I definitely was using alcohol as a means to escape. And also, I had other addictions like television. So mine showed up in different ways. So those dysfunctions carried over, of course, into my patterns. And um, from all of this, you know, this feeling of, of abandonment growing up, this feeling of abuse, I actually lost my own sense of power for a while. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So my healing journey started, of course, with really understanding what I wanted. And the one thing that I knew throughout all of this as I was growing up was I had to really trust my inner student. I had to go to school. I had to make my way. I had to be able to make money have a good career, and get out on my own. So that was my prime focus. And it was what kept me going and kept me um, true to myself, really. So that's the short story right there. There's much more involved in it, and, and uh, but because of time, I want to make sure 
that I get on with the material for today. Now, I also like to discuss the mission of this show on every show because that's very important to me in building the momentum of the vision of the show and the mission of the show. And so for this show, my mission is to support humanity in transcending their struggles and challenges in life through sharing wisdom from the enlightened spirit realms and, of course, from your own higher self. It is my greatest wish to support the listeners of this show in understanding the nature of healing, the nature of this universe, and the power within themselves to heal all things. In addition to this, I truly desire to support you in awakening your soul's desires, your gifts, your internal resources, so you can live a very purposeful, fulfilling life. So throughout the course of this show, I'll be sharing with you the wisdom that I gained, of course, from my own personal healing journey, as well as featuring guests from time to time in the alternative healing community to assist you in overcoming your fears, limiting beliefs, illnesses, and challenges in life. And of course, I'll be also offering some really interesting healing modalities, healing invocations, working with the angels, of course, as well for healing purposes on various shows as well. So today I'll be sharing with you wisdom about personal empowerment and how to step more into your personal sovereignty. You know, last month on the show we talked about our chakras and how they help us to awaken, how they help us to develop our human psyche and to come back into harmony with our soul and what I call our inner abundance or inner wealth. Well, personal power or sovereignty is the domain of the third chakra or the solar plexus chakra and that chakra is located between the belly button and the diaphragm. To me, we can't have a conversation about personal power without understanding this chakra and what it governs because if you do have personal power issues, then there is a dysfunction in this chakra. You may also be experiencing bodily disease or issues in that area of the body that that chakra governs. And that area of the body, body, of course, would be the abdomen, the stomach, the upper intestines, the liver, the gallbladder, the kidneys, the adrenal glands, the pancreas, the spleen, and the middle of the spine. So if you have issues in any of these areas of your body, then the third chakra balancing is important. Coming into your personal sovereignty is important. So I'm going to start with first talking about the emotional kind of components or areas that this chakra governs. And so I talked a little bit about this sense of personal sovereignty. What is that? You know, this is really a sense of authority in your life. It's your command center or your center for personal empowerment, this chakra. I love the word sovereignty personally because it has a certain feeling of regality to it or a majesty to it that goes beyond the word empowered to me. I also like to describe this center as our center of dominion. Excuse me. And I love these words because I feel that we are meant to have dominion over our primal nature and cultivate a destiny that is judiciously ruled by the loving power of our spirit or our soul. If you think of the benevolent queen or king, right, that rules from a space of honoring herself and her kingdom as one. In this way, he or she makes decisions from a space of wisdom that, at its best, upholds the highest good of all. One time I recall I was actually meditating with uh, Mother Mary, I believe it was, and I recall the words that I heard, which were, take dominion over your lower self. This was a time in my life when I needed emotional control. 
I was indecisive and cowering, you know, I was being cowardly and not, you know, I was afraid. I was basically afraid to make my own decision, and I was stuck in this phase of indecision, of non-emotional clarity. And I was afraid to also be in flow, in flow with the universe and in flow with my holy self. The lower self, of course, has its gifts, just like our higher self. But our true sense of authority and dominion arises from the higher aspects of ourselves. Who do you want commanding your ship, right? The fearful self or the self that knows no fear? So when we step into our true empowerment and our sense of sovereignty, we really feel fearless because we are encumbered by a sense of living in the confidence of who we are, which is spirit and form, backed by the power of the universe, backed by the power of all that is, or whatever you desire to call it. So the solar plexus then is the center of courage and forthrightness. I don't mean forthrightness in an irreverent, blunt way, but in a way that speaks of directness, that comes from a clear knowing. After all, this is also the center of our clear cognizance or our clear knowing as well. And this is, of course, a part of the psychic representation of our surety, of our courage, and of our forthrightness, this clear cognizance. I remember a time when I just knew in order to heal myself and my family, I had to step into my power and uncover the hidden sexual abuse that happened in our family. I didn't know what I would say to my stepmother or my father. My mother was deceased at the time. But I knew that I had to tell them separately and in person. I didn't approach it, though, with an irreverence or hate or disgust. Instead, I simply told the truth with as much kindness as I could. This was an act of bravery for me that stood the test of time, and it endangered no one. It was true bravery, and that's what bravery I feel that's what bravery truly is. It does no harm to anyone. Our third chakra is also our center of confidence and self-esteem. How you feel about yourself and how you view yourself in the world all relates to your sense of self-esteem. We're all born, of course, with clear knowing of our own worth and our own value in the world, but during our process of remembrance, we are faced with challenges that supersede our true opinion of ourself, of our true self. We see others who are cowardly or out of control and powerless to change their life. Or we see others who throw their power around in an effort to control you and their environment. Or even emotionally or mentally abuse you through ill use of their power. And I definitely have this in my life, too. It was mirrored to me by my father. It was mirrored to me by my brother. And, of course, it was mirrored because I needed to learn faster as well, definitely as an intuitive and a healer. But I picked up those traits as well, and I began to be uh, what I call a control freak, you know, wanting to control everything around me. And I would worship other people's power with my demeanor. And I had to really look hard on that, you know, and go back and do my forgiveness work and let it go and be brave enough to say, I'm wrong, I'm sorry. So if we chose to be born into a family that's healthy and highly functioning and composed of autonomous beings, then our personal sovereignty would be mirrored to us and assist us in accessing our own sovereignty. However, many of us did not choose healthy, highly functioning environments and so we had to find our own sense of worth our own sense of confidence and learn to build our self-esteem why would we do this as souls this has been my question right throughout my life 
why would I choose this? Well, I won't go deep in into this, but there is power in the contrast that moves people toward inspired ways of living. So the duality that I came into, right, the high contrast of what I really wanted as a soul shot out this subconscious rocket of desire that would then be held in a place of time and space that my soul would be ever calling me to. Okay, And so that was pulling me, pulling me out of danger, pulling me into sovereignty, pulling me into grounding my survival skills and all the things we talked about in the last show. And I knew also, with all of the disease and dysfunction around me, my mom died very young of cancer. And my own disease, of course, too, as a child. But I knew with all of this disease around me, that I had to be healthy and functioning. In the beginning, of course, that meant just going to school, staying thin, and getting a good job. Of course, that has evolved now. You know, I had to learn not to escape. I had to learn to, to take back my personal will and really honor my body, take in good energy, right, good thoughts, good food, good things to feed my soul, all those things that would help to enlighten me. And that took time to understand as I went through my own mentoring and worked with my spiritual guides and worked with, you know, spiritual mentors out in community. So we each do our work in a different way. But I know when you have wounds, wounds like mine, emotional wounds or trauma that you've moved that you've come into, our psyche gets a little underdeveloped. And therefore, we have to listen to these parts of ourselves in some way and learn to stand within our hearts, right? Learn to understand what these parts of us really need and wanted to really grow up and to be a part of the autonomous whole in a functioning, healthy, loving, respectful honoring, integritous way that's congruent with who we are as a soul, of course. And this happens like the unfolding of a flower. And every stage of it is beautiful. It really is when you look back on it. So to move on, I I just want to talk a little bit more about the solar plexus. Because the solar plexus is also the center of decisiveness and trust in oneself, right? So when you have this dysfunction in your family where there's alcohol, where there are people, you know, beating up on each other, where there's mental abuse and physical and sexual abuse, there's big trust issues that go on in that environment. And so it becomes a part of your your um, soul's vision, so to speak, to really pull yourself back into this sovereignty so that you can make a decision to, to entrain with the beliefs that are more a mirror of your own courage, of your own ability to decide, and to know how to do this is important. We do this by feeling our way. And so we all need to have this trust in ourselves in order to make good decisions. Good decisions always come from a space of balanced sovereignty. They are not based on, you know, running away from our problem or in lack of trust of others to help us or lack of trust in the universe. And I definitely had all those things going on. I actually had a point in my life where I was, you know, agnostic, um, bordering on the edge of atheist where I needed to have the the idea of God proven to me. Because what kind of God would take my mother so early with cancer? What kind of God would cause all of this, you know, stuff to happen in the world if God was almighty? And so I thought. I went seeking to understand, to understand the universe how science and God came together. And it was very purposeful for me because I'm a great thinker. 
and I wanted to be able to communicate, you know, eventually step into my role as a healer and as a teacher and understand how all of this happened in my life. But these are much bigger things to talk about, and we'll get into that in future shows. But for right now, this lack of trust, right, and and this inability to make decisions is always based in fear. It's based in the fear of the unknown most of the time. Excuse me, I have a little itch in my nose here. But that fear is typical. You know, we, we all enter into the realm of the unknown from time to time. You'll take the example, and I use this quite often, of riding a bike for the first time, right? It's it's the, the realm of the unknown. You see other people riding bikes. You know it can be done. But you still are not ready yet, right, to fully understand how to do it. So you're taught, you know, X, Y, and Z. You put your hands here. You put your legs here. And you get your body on the bike. But it takes practice. And through the practice, it you know, through entering into that realm of the unknown, right, and doing what you're taught, your body then becomes able to kinesthetically respond to your spirit. And you access this awareness of how to balance in motion. So it's the same thing with your sovereignty in some ways. As you take those leaps of faith and you trust your vibes, you know, you trust those gut feelings about things, you trust what feels good to you, you know, one decision over another will always feel good. And one easy thing that you can do when you're unable to make a decision in your life or trust your instincts is um, to move past the confusion and start to think of, okay, I have these two options or these three options here. I'm going to imagine myself in these three options individually, and I'm going to feel through, feel my way through which one feels the best. So I learned also, too, that when we have this confusion, right, because lack of trust and indecisiveness always ends up in confusion, I learned through reading this book by Carla, uh, Carla McLaren, and that's with a K, Carla McLaren. The book is called The Language of Emotions. And what I learned is, of course, my interpretation of what I read, <clears throat> that confusion is a mask for fear and a way to dissociate from the continuity and genius of our being. By focusing your attention back on your desires and placing your intents Based on those desires, confusion will then start to dissipate. Excuse me, I may have a guide who wants to add something here. When we trust their saying, we guide each other and we learn from each other. So lack of trust comes from lack of trust. When we feel lack of trust, we go back into the energy of it and we attract more of that lack of trust. It is the law of this universe, is what they're explaining. So we have to imagine ourselves really clear. We have to imagine ourselves trusting and having confidence and courage. We have to use the power power of our mind to overcome that which is ingrained within our subconscious, basically. So what they're saying is that the fear is really an illusion. The fear is nothing more than what we've been taught or we've seen in society. And there's no confusion in your soul's energy. That's your soul saying, wait, you're not thinking things through correctly here. There's things that you really want. And you need to pull back into your power to get them and to have them. So really when we get disempowered, we're not making a decision. We're not trusting our instincts. And those instincts always tell us through the law right? So if we want to be in imagination and trust our guides and our angels, we have to get quiet. We have to be able to use the power of our mind and create what we desire. Then this lack of confusion and the things will start to dissipate even more. So if you have trouble making your own decisions and relying upon others to make them for you, then this is a way 
to sort of dissociate from what you really desire or your soulful worthy intents. Perhaps it's a coping mechanism for the lack of courage you have um, to fulfill your own dreams, right? Or your own lack of personal identity. So that brings us to the next area of our personal power, right, that the third chakra governs, and that's our personal and our transpersonal identity. Our transpersonal identity being that which extends beyond the individual, our personal identity to that of humankind, the psyche, or cosmos, right? So whatever, you know, it's our expanded psyche that belongs in the cosmos. So our broader selves, essentially. Our personal identity is chosen by us and encompasses many things, like our gender, the roles we choose to play, or all of our I am statements that we make about ourselves, like I am a doctor, I am a wife, I am a leader, I am a woman, I am a healer, and so on and so on. All the things that we identify with on a personal level. So having a strong sense of personal identity is important to the psyche, as an individuation is important to the growth of the soul. That's one of the reasons why a soul is here, to experience individuation. So developing our personality as a reflective part of the whole is the purpose of coming here to earth. And that means the whole. That means the spiritual essence of who we are and the physical essence of who we are. So without individuation, we would be automatons human beings that conform without individual expression. And what kind of fun would that be, right? If you're going through an identity overhaul or awakening to your authentic identity, you may be feeling some growing pains. But that is natural as you build the belief that you are capable of donning that role in society. And it's all about belief. We can build a belief by thinking the same thought over and over again, by taking action towards that role, by seeing ourselves in that role, by imagining ourselves stable in that role. X, Y, and Z comes from my heart. All of this comes from our thoughts as beings, that we are not here to be in abusive situations. We're here to trust that we can come past that, that we can imagine something different, And so our soul chose these habits and things so that we could transcend where we had been before as souls even. To develop more of our transpersonal and personal identity even. As both are important in living an empowered, purposeful life. So next that brings us to the area of purpose and direction in life. So a person with a balanced third chakra and a sense of sovereignty, has a healthy sense of purpose in life, and lives in alignment with that purpose. Her or his decisions are based on whether or not they are congruent with their chosen purpose. And purpose always comes from what brings us joy, right? It comes from a space of love, comes from what we love, and from our passions. And it's not always about a career, but a conscious way of living life that can also lead to a career at times. So finding your sense of purpose in life and then mindfully putting your focus upon it is a sign of a healthy third chakra and a sign of healthy personal sovereignty. So next, respecting oneself and having a healthy self-image is also a sign of a balanced third chakra. Do you like who you are? Do you like what you see in the mirror? Do you respect others and yourself and see others as equal but different? We're all these unique snowflakes, right? We're all snowflakes, so we're equal in that way, but we all have our unique patterns. We all have our unique beliefs. We all come from a different part of the cosmos even. 
right? And we all have an identity that is with our soul as well. So do you make an effort or make time and put forth the image to the world that you want to truly reflect? If not, do take time and do an image checkup, right? And find the ways that you can respect yourself. Mirror exercises are wonderful for this. You know, looking in the mirror, seeing yourself in the mirror and saying, I am statements. I am beautiful. I am empowered. I love myself. I take pride in my figure. Put on the clothes that you feel best in and thank yourself. Be appreciative of who you are and all the things that you've already successfully manifested in your journey. Take time to really pat yourself on the back. Also, you can imagine yourself being, you know, kind of role-playing. Maybe you have people out in society who you really admire. You know, those people that you admire are your personal reflections of your own mirror of who you are. They are the beings who are reflecting back to you your authentic life or at least pieces of it that you may want to desire for. So put yourself in their shoes and act like them. Be like them. Act as if. Project that image. Go to school if you need to and build your confidence and skill set. Right? These are all things that are going to help you to build your respect in yourself. And, and let's face it, when we have respect in ourselves, we tend to have more respect in others, too, and especially what they're going through. This also goes along with having confidence in yourself. When we have confidence in ourselves, we project that out forward in time and space, and more confidence comes back to us by law of cause and effect. Guess a little bit more about this confidence later. Remember that a healthy self-image, of course, is not arrogant, it's not self-righteous, overly vain, because I believe we can have a, a healthy level of vanity, you know, one that's not confused, but says, oh, I look fine today, I love myself in this. I don't think that that's unhealthy. I think it's a beautiful thing as we see the beauty within us, right? But when we become overly beauty conscious, or body morphic even, right, then that begins to be excessive and that takes us out of our personal power. So my emphasis is on the word healthy here. It's certainly okay to be your most beautiful self, especially when it is a reflection of your inner beauty and your inner wealth and not a mask for your insecurities. So a healthy self-image always emanates respect, peace within oneself, an air of confidence, and that sort of comfortable-in-my-skin energy that we talk about, um, you know, last time on our show with the second chakra. When you have a healthy self-image, that comes from a space of peace with yourself. You tend to be more allowing of others' expressions. And we all want to be allowers as folds of purpose. The chakra is also about a healthy level of self-control. And that includes controlling our mind and our thoughts, not just our behavior, but the way we think about ourselves. Because what we think of in this universe and what we think and feel become. We create through the power of our mind and our emotions. So when we talk about self-control, we, we talked about it in the last show in terms of um, really being in control of our desires, right, and our sensing and sensibilities, not to overindulge our senses or live life in excessiveness. But to me, the self-control that we need for a balanced third chakra is about the ability to control the direction of our life, 
to control the flow of our decisions so that they are in alignment with the whole of our being, essence of love. It's about the ability to control our thoughts and actions so they are congruent with our purpose and our respect for self, and of course for others as well. It's also, I feel, about a sense of accountability to oneself and, of course, to others if you've made commitments to them. Knowing your perceived limits is important as well. For example, I put parentheses around perceived limits because it's important to know those limits are always perceived. But here's an example. I know that I don't have the stamina right now to exercise for four hours a day. It doesn't mean that I can't do it if I truly wanted to. It just means that I'm aware of what my limits are right now. Control myself when I go into the gym and go where my body and mind can take me for this day. Keeping my focus on what I desire, of course, and not what I can't do right now. Allowing my body to naturally develop right, and become all that I envision it to be. Thanking my body for where it could go and that it's in the becoming of what I desire. This keeps my body safe and healthy during the chrysalis process, right? That forming of our butterfly, becoming the new form that we desire. After all, we did agree to live and function within time and space, you know, in that continuum. So it takes time to evolve, time to grow a flower. It takes time to build your intuition and your confidence. And it takes time to live and breathe and love life because it's a doing thing in some ways too. It's a doing thing if you are a doer like me (laughs) and you like to be in action. But most of the time it is an alignment with the thoughts that are most congruent with your highest truest self. So in part, you know that this chakra is all about empowerment, about knowing thyself fully and projecting the image that you desire to the world as well as believing in oneself, having confidence in your abilities, your skills, your gifts and your talents, and always playing into your strengths while recognizing your weaknesses as potential future strengths. The chakra is also about a level of self-control, purposeful direction in life, and a sense of clear knowing and trust in oneself and the universe, God, and all that is, whatever you desire to call it. So you can call into this show anytime. I don't see any callers right now, but if anybody's interested in calling in and having intuitive guidance with your angels and guides today, you can call in by dialing 347-327-9995. Now would be an appropriate time for that. Please dial 1 so that I know that you have a question. But if there is anybody who wants to come online, I'm happy to stop, but I'm going to go ahead and continue with some things that can help you to claim your personal sovereignty, some actions that you can take. These are inspired and they fulfill me too. So buy a book and read it all the way through about confidence, about being in leadership qualities. That's an excellent way to build an autonomous connection to your soul. Be a healthy leader to lead yourself in the world. You know, being a leader out in community is one thing, but you also have to lead yourself. So you can also do classes on confidence, um, you know, building your confidence muscle and skills. There are all kinds of classes that you can take. If you have particular skills that you want to um, grow and build upon so that you can be your leader in community or so that you can step into more power in your dream and the fulfillment of it. For me, for me, you know, I had to learn how to um, attune to my higher frequency, my higher wisdom. I had to learn to open my psychic gifts 
And so I did that over time, little by little. You know, and I joined a class where I could have a group of people and had a wonderful teacher and we met every week and we practiced on each other. Practice is important, just like that bike situation, right? Where we get on the bike every day and we practice until we can ride it really well. So building your skills builds confidence in yourself, builds your strengths. And intuition is the same way. It's a muscle that we have to use over and over again for it to grow and strengthen. So it's the same thing if you want to be a health coach. You know, you have to know more about the body. You have to learn about food. You have to build the connection to your own personal power and go to school, right? So those are some some of the ways that you can um, help yourself. You could hire an image consultant too. Say you do have a level of personal empowerment, but you're going into the next phase of your spiritual development. And you want to now really be empowered to speak well and put put your image out there in a way that's in alignment and congruent with what you want to project to people. And not a false image. I'm not talking about a false image, but one that you truly admire, where you can step on that stage or in front of people or on a radio show like this and, and know that you're confident and able to to speak about what you've learned or what you're coaching people on, etc. Toastmasters, if you want to be a speaker. And Toastmasters is a great way, you know, to really open up to confidence in yourself, especially in the speaking arena. Work with self-control issues, too. If you have habits that are negative, really check into them. See what the belief is. Journal about it. What are the beliefs that are keeping me in this habit? What is it that I'm avoiding? A lot of times we go into a negative habitual pattern because we're avoiding something. Maybe we're avoiding the hard decisions in our life or our marriage or our relationships or with our career. You know, there are ways of healing that are unknown to people too, where we just get integration, where we just ask for the healing. We ask for our guides to come forth, our healing guides, and work with that center with us. You know, those of you who have the belief like me that we have spirit guides and and um, angels that assist us, they are always ready to help us to step into our empowerment to guide us, to help us to open our chakras even. They're here to guide us in the world so that we can control and begin to work within the realm of control that's positive and healthy okay, and purposeful. So a life purpose coach is also a great thing as well. People who can help you to step into your power and your passion. right? Somebody who can help you to clear your wounds if you have heart wounds, if you have power wounds, right? And that can be done in with many different types of modalities. I use different methods than other people, but emotional freedom technique is one method that you can find out there. I'm not a coach on that. I haven't studied that. I use it on myself, though, and I find that it's a wonderful modality for healing. I'm mostly a divine messenger. I will use healing light with you. I'll also help you in Trinity Energy Progression, which works with the full spectrum of divine consciousness energy available to us as spirits here on Earth. That helps us to ground our body. It helps us to remove all the issues, right? It, even in our tissue that's buried in our cells. It works with Jesus and Mary, the divine feminine and divine masculine, and mother, father, God. So it's a very powerful healing modality. I call it a healing modality. But really what it is, is a practice of working with the divine consciousness that is us and blending with it over a period of time. It's a very powerful, um, um, what I would call a progression of energy that enlightens us. 
I also use other types of healing frequencies in my sessions as well to help to um, look into the wounds and transmute them and clear them. I also can go into your Hall of Records. So these are all ways that I work to help you to understand these parts of yourself. I like to take um, a time right now and just see if there's anything the guides would like to add. So just give me a minute here. So they're saying that personal power comes from a level of integrity that is born within us. We're never really indecisive. We're just out of control with our mind at times. And we have to bring our mind back into control. Sometimes we're just thinking so many things through, right? We've got this direction and this direction and this direction, and we've got our feelers out there so wide that it's like a broadband of of guides and angels helping us. And then we have to come back into our power and choose. Because our angels and our guides will never choose for us. You know, um, in this realm, we have the power to choose. And, and they will not work on our behalf either. Higher level guides will not work on our behalf without calling them forth and asking them. There's also saying that if we want to live with our self-image and really act as if, that's okay too. But we are ingrained with an image. We are told that our guides are helping us to be that image, be that persona of our higher will. And that's a non-judgmental energy that never says, I can't. It always has will to pull forward, to be a great imagination. You know, we as children have these wonderful imaginations, and we want to be um, out there creating with them. And so when we take uh, time to really listen inward and really trust our authentic self, then we can become more open to the source, to that inspiration that guides us back into our power. So meditation is so important in this process, so important to all of humanity, to find that still voice inside you know, my previous radio show was about meditation. It was called Meditation for Moms and it was specifically geared toward mothers. But there are some great meditation tools and you can find the past shows on um, from my mama's kitchen radio. I also have on my website, hearttransformations.com, a PDF for I think $10 is what the price is. It's called The Art of Transformational Meditation. So if you're new to meditation, it's a great way to walk you through the process, the purpose, the benefits, and and also several dif- different types of meditation that you can use. But the basic information that I provide is most beneficial because we have to quiet our mind to be able to discern. Our bodies want to be open and not confused because confusion causes havoc on our whole um electrical system, so to speak. And our clear knowing gets a little bogged down. So when we have time, you know, maybe at lunch or to take time in the morning or right before bed, to just take 10 minutes to let go and to really be in alignment, to just breathe and listen and just Be in your heart, breathing in and out of your heart for 10 minutes. Or maybe you say a sacred chant to quiet your mind or do a guided meditation. But just take time to focus your mind and breathe, allowing your observer to be there who just observes the thoughts. Of course, we're quieting our mind, but it's okay. Thoughts happen. We just let those thoughts go by. So my guides are saying also that there's time for us to live and learn and to guide back into the confidence that we all want. But confidence is born into us as well, too. We don't ever truly lack confidence. 
but we feel a lack in confidence because we compare ourselves to others, right? We compare ourselves and we go into, um, uh, you know, saying this person is better, this person has more um, confidence or more strength or more skills than I do. And therefore, I'm not, I don't have value or worth. Well, that's just so untrue because we actually do at the level that we are serving at now. You know, we may not have the ability at that time to go into the, in, into the, the full authentic expression of our own power, but we can say, I want that. I want to be clear. I want to know the purpose of people, you know, and, and, and I want to be able to manifest what this person is manifesting and then take the steps to build the skills necessary so that you feel empowered. Okay. I have a guide coming in here who wants a little more clarity. Give me just a second. So they're saying basically that having faith in the divine is part of this third chakra balance as well. Having faith in your guidance, having faith in your own angels, having faith in the divine essence of the spirit realms, you know, of of your own personal power too. Having faith in yourself. You're not separate from your God self. Your God self is you. You are part of the creator of all light. You know, we are just here spirit in form as part of the creator to create the world that we desire. And so having that faith that you have this ability with inside you sometimes takes some courage. And courage comes from that space of allowing it. And so I look sometimes for inspiration when I'm feeling down on myself or where I'm trying to take a huge leap of faith into my dream, into my next dream, and something has stopped me. Well, I'll read inspirational books of courage. I'll read, um, I'll see movies too that have great courageous leaps of faith. And I'll say to myself, man, if that person can do that and survive all that and move through that with that amount of courage, I certainly can stand up in front of people and speak my truth and share my wisdom. So we can really trust that we have desires as souls and that our subconscious wounds, so to speak, are not really... Um, wounds, they're more belief systems, you know, that have to do with our self-image. Mine happened to come from, you know, sexual abuse and from the problems with intimacy and all the disconnect with my throat. I used to have a huge uh, throat issue and had this fear of speaking and standing up in front of people. And so I had a, a fear of authority, authority as well. And when I stood up, I would get my throat would get very red. So I had to find my courage to stand up there and speak and move past it and understand where it came from, which was a belief, a disbelief in me, in my own ability to survive too in some ways and thrive in my body but the belief that I am worthy, that I have the ability to speak, that I can say what I mean, all those things. And so when I would just go and do it, something would overcome me. The courage would pull me into the vortex of love and appreciation of who I am, and all of this stuff that I knew would just come flying out of my mouth. So my spirit was there for me, backing me up 
as will your guides and your angels if you ask them. So I want to just close with saying I encourage you that if you are having personal power issues that may stem from childhood like mine where there was a lack of control and purpose you know, that was mirrored to you, maybe you felt unworthy as a child and have some lifetime issues to resolve in this lifetime, I would love to personally assist you in overcoming these issues in the gentlest way possible and in the way that, of course, is congruent with your higher purpose in life and your soul. So today I'm offering all the listeners to this show, and that means those who are listening live and those who are going back and listening to the recording as well, $50 off a private session of your choice. You can go to my website to pay for that session, which is hearttransformations.com, and enter the coupon code BONUS50. That's all caps, 50, all one word at the time of your payment. I do encourage you to take the leap of faith and trust that your soul and maybe even your angels and guides led you here today for a purpose. It's time to step into your own personal power in a benevolent, life-enhancing way so that you can move into the space of the heart in a more empowered way. And that's the next part of your spiritual evolution after you have claimed your personal sovereignty. So I look forward to being of service to you in the near future. You can also go to my website and there is a free download there on my homepage called Healing and Awakening the Heart. It's an MP3 series. All you have to do is enter in your name and email address. It will subscribe you to my e-letter. I hope you will stay subscribed and I have great articles and tools and offers and things that I put out um, for my subscribers, tools for healing and personal empowerment too. Next week on Johnny's show, From My Mama's Kitchen, Johnny Tan, who is the producer of my show, next Tuesday morning we'll have a guest speaker who is an award-winning writer, Marissa Labazetta. I hope I pronounced her name correctly. Johnny and Marissa will be discussing her passion for storytelling in her latest novel, Thieves Never Steal in the Rain. For additional information about this show and future shows, you can go to FMMK Talk Radio. That's from my mama's kitchen, talkradio.com, FMMK. So thank you all for coming here today and listening, listening live or listening back on the podcast. Thank you to all of you who downloaded any of the previous podcasts as well. Again, I am Marie Georgiopoulos, and you can learn more about me by going to my website at hearttransformations.com. I hope that you will join me there. And if you have any questions at all, you want more information about how I could probably, how I could help you in your journey, um, I'm happy to talk to you online. You can email me at mariegg at hearttransformations.com as well. And we can also set up a phone consult that's always free of charge. If I don't have a resource for you and I personally intuitively feel that I'm not the healer or mentor for you, then I will see if there's somebody that I do know who can help you in the best way possible. Love and light to each of you. Stand true to yourself. Empower. Trust yourself. Know that you have it in you to have faith and courage. And you are the person that you want to be. You just have to feel it and remember it and be. Be that person. It can happen when you trust. And, of course, trust is a very high vibration. So go forth now and build that self-image and confidence. Love and light. Namaste.